This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, the mainstream media has their theme for the week. It goes something like this. Ron DeSantis waited too long to evacuate Lee County, Florida, and a massive amount of people died. Yeah, good luck with that. The truth is DeSantis has been spectacular. Tough, tough break for the media and the Democrats because uh, the savage has been everywhere and has been uh, handling things beautifully. Uh, not, not what they were hoping for. Um, Kamala Harris says the federal government is there to assist, but they're going to start in the communities of color. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a word for that. It begins with an R. Um, Joe Biden thanks a uh, Coast Guard guy for rescuing desperate people during the hurricane. And it's a good thing uh, he did because he's getting kicked out of the military in a couple of days. Oh, we'll give you those details. It's amazing. Nancy Pelosi says we need immigrants. Who else is going to pick the crops? Renowned vineyard owner Nancy Pelosi seems she needs someone to pick her grapes. A former patriot, a former NFL superstar is caught on video flashing himself in a, in a pool, a hotel pool in a foreign country, and somehow he escapes uh, criminal charges and a long prison term. Uh, Saturday Night Live had its season premiere, and it was uh, as awful as you'd expect, but there was one absolutely great uh, imitation. Uh, we'll tell you about that one. And a wild NFL Sunday, a great moral victory for the New England Patriots, if you believe in those. Truly amazing uh, uh, game in Green Bay. And uh, Tom Brady and... Uh, Patrick Mahomes duel it out on Sunday night and uh, Brady loses. Mahomes wins. Mahomes looks absolutely fantastic. That's another tough break. And uh, the movie bros, I know, I I don't know anyone who's seen it, but the movie bros bombs at the box office and the star and the writer has a uh, explanation for that. It's all you homophobic weirdos who didn't want to go see a gay movie <laughs> guilty. I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Maybe you did Ironhead. We'll find out. We'll get into that. And lots more today's Callahan show brought to you by express VPN. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? I think that'd be pretty creepy. Well, what if I told you that's exactly what happens every time you go online? Your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon is allowed to store logs of every website you've ever visited and they can legally sell this data to anyone. That's why I always use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Now, many of you might be wondering, well, if I'm routing all my data through a VPN, then doesn't that mean the VPN can see what I'm doing and log my data instead? And you're right to think that. Many VPNs claim to have a no logs policy, but have been caught logging customer activity. ExpressVPN is the only VPN I trust because they use trust server technology. Stop letting people keep logs of what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Callahan right now and find out how you can get three months free. All right, today is uh, Monday, October 3rd. You know what that is? You know what that is? It's the anniversary, the 27th anniversary of the day O.J. Simpson was acquitted and the start of all our problems. Uh, and uh, that was 27 years ago. And thank God, because now we get O.J. on Twitter breaking down and analyzing the uh, NFL 
every couple of days. Uh, it's just, it's remarkable when you see him there. Guy who is 100% guilty of murdering two people, including his ex-wife trying to cut her friggin' head off. And he's free sitting by the pool, sitting at the golf course, talking about the NFL, crazy, crazy world. Uh, um, but, uh, the 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 the, um, the attempts by the mainstream media and I was watching it all weekend, watching it this morning too. They've latched on to a theme. They they want we want you to believe Ron DeSantis dragged his feet, waited till a day before the hurricane hit before evacuating Lee County, which by the way is named after Robert E. Lee. Can't believe they still call it Lee County, but uh, I just saw Maggie Haberman. That would be Donald Trump's girlfriend. Uh, she was on CNN promoting her book, which wouldn't sell, wouldn't sell 12 copies if not for the cooperation of Donald Trump, by the way. And all she's doing is trashing him. It's amazing. This is, this is, I I hope it's not just me that is bothered by this, but this is an incredible lack of judgment on the part of Donald Trump. He sat down with this wretched woman at least three times, hours and hours and hours, probably three, three hours each time. And now she's making the rounds. Her book is out. It's called Confidence Man. And it's all about what an awful person Trump is. It's talking about the racism and homophobia in the White House. She's talking about him throwing tantrums and throwing things and firing people. She wouldn't be able to do this without Trump. He sat down with her and he said, I like her. It's like sitting with my therapist. I'm sorry. This, if you weren't already convinced that we need DeSantis in 2024. This should convince you a guy who's so needy and insecure that he sits down with a woman he knows is going to trash him. He knows her only goal is to embarrass him, to catch him in lies and then write a, a scathing book about him to sell to all the Trump haters out there. And he cooperated with her. What? I mean, I question not only him, but I question the people around him. It's just insane that he thought this was a good idea. At the same time, he's sitting down and playing footsie with Maggie Heberman. DeSantis is everywhere across the state of Florida. I was taking note, like every time you'd see him talk to the media or, or, or cooking hash browns at some waffle house or uh, consoling people who lost everything, lost their homes. It was like one day he's in Jacksonville, then he's in Tampa, then he's in Sarasota, then he's in uh, in uh, Fort Myers, he was everywhere and he was on uh, front row center all the time. A guy, he could not have been more responsive. Uh, and I think people recognize that. I think what we're going to hear today, they, they, they had some, some person this morning on uh, CNN, uh, a pastor and his wife all tatted up to, <laughs> to uh, sitting there, the, their, their church, I guess, got wrecked in the hurricane and they didn't get enough time to evacuate. They didn't evacuate. They didn't die. They just didn't leave. And they stayed and their property got, got wrecked. So the whole theme was, didn't you, wouldn't you have liked more warning? So you're going to hear that today and all week, I assume, or, you know, all the way up until the uh, 2024 election, how DeSantis dragged his feet and people died. As Maggie Hebram called it, a massive death toll in Lee County. The number, I believe, is 35 I, and obviously that's 35 too many, but some people, they don't want to evacuate. They think their house is hurricane proof. They think they don't, they don't want to leave their place to, uh, to get looted after the hurricane. So they stay, they hunker down and some of them 
get hit with downed trees. You know, some of them drown, they die. That's what happens when you have the worst hurricane in a hundred years. And the media this week, today, especially, I think they're going to bend over backwards to blame Biden. Do we have that? I mean, to blame uh, DeSantis. I don't think it's going to work, but they'll try. You knew they would try. I think most people understand that he's done a wonderful job. But do we have that uh, video of the guy? I uh, uh, tweeted it out this morning. He's a guy, and he's he's t- talking to, uh, uh, I don't even know who he's talking to, but he's just t- talking about what a great job DeSantis did and how he's a Democrat, and he's going to vote for uh, for DeSantis because DeSantis has done such a great job with the hurricane. And uh, it's funny, he swears, and like there's a woman off camera saying, watch your mouth, there's kids here. Do you have that? He's in the uh, black guy with a T-shirt. Yep. Let me just grab it real quick. Let's uh, let's listen to this guy. This is this, uh, yeah, this, this is not this is the Democrats' worst nightmare. A guy who recognizes DeSantis has done the best he could. Obviously, it is a once in a lifetime hurricane. Obviously, the uh, destruction in in Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, is just unfathomable. As uh, Marco Rubio said over the weekend. Fort Myers Beach is gone. It is gone. I, I know that area very well. Been there many, many times. I love Fort Myers Beach. I used to stay there. Rent didn't buy, thankfully. But it's obviously a strip, Fort Myers Beach. And on one side, you got the intercoastal. The other side, you got the ocean. And they just met in the middle at some points, flooded the place, destroyed hotels and condos and restaurants and just destroyed everything. I don't know how... Fort Myers Beach rebuilds. I assume they just start at the bottom and take decades to get back to where, where, where they were. And same with Sanibel and Captiva, just destroyed. They knew it was coming. They could have evacuated. Some of them chose not to. I always wonder in that situation, what would I do? You feel like you can survive. You feel like you can hunker down. You could get, you know, in the basement or whatever and, and survive. And then you get, you get to assess the damage yourself. You don't have to worry, wonder from somewhere else. Gee, I wonder how everything is. I feel like that's kind of your instinct. If you're like a bold, adventurous person, independent person, there's a lot of those, you know, down in Florida They're you know, they're, they're down there because they, they, they wanted to get away from, from life up North or, you know, up, up and get out of the rat race and move to some Island off of, uh, off of Florida. That's the kind of people who live there. Unfortunately, too many of them stayed. Too many of them died. And today, the exercise, if you're at the New York Times or the Boston Globe or uh, CNN, is you sit down with your editor or your producer and say, how can we hang this around DeSantis's neck? They will do their best. I think they will fail. But here's your typical Florida person, Florida man as uh, he tries to recover from the uh, wrath of Ian. Let's listen. That shit about DeSantis, but that gas is here in Arcadia. In, in Arcadia. Now, I don't know why the rest of y'all, but it's here in Arcadia. So y'all know who we vote for. <laughs> I don't know why the rest of you motherfuckers. I'm voting for DeSantis. And I'm a Democrat. So y'all can call it what the fuck y'all want to call it. We got children out Okay, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got children. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm voting for them. I'm voting for DeSantis and I'm a Democrat. And uh, they had gas uh, delivered to Arcadia, which was very hard hit. But uh, I assume that was because, you know, the White House ordered that that to that area because it's a community of color. This now this is amazing. I, I under, we all understand 
Kamala Harris is not very smart. We get that. We understand she's made it to where she is, you know, the vice presidency. She's vice president because of her uh, sex and her race. And obviously her, her mother or her father's from Jamaica and uh, she grew up and uh, she, she obviously a female. She grew up a little rich kid. Both her parents were uh, college professors, I believe has, has struggled for nothing. She's been, uh, elected attorney general. She elected to the Senate. Now she was appointed, picked as vice president strictly on because of her race and her sex. We know that she's absolutely 100% unqualified and inept at the job. Even so it's, I, I guess this is her instinct, but this is a remarkable thing. She says when, when Kamala Harris sees the story, the worst hurricane, a hundred years, devastation, death, destruction, her impulse is to say, "We're going to go about this dependent on depending on race. If we, if you're black, we're going to help you first. And she thinks that's like virtuous. You, you got people watching this. You got people in wherever Fort Myers or Bonita Springs or Sanibel Island, wherever Tampa, and they're white or they're whatever they're they're Hispanic or they're Asian." And they've worked their whole lives and they've paid their taxes and they've paid their insurance and their life is destroyed. Their home, their business is, is in rubbles, in, in, in ruin. And they have to listen to their vice president say, oh, we're going to send help, but it depends on what color you are. This is so, and I, I, again, it's people take it with a grain of salt because she's so dumb and she's so ill-equipped and just so unqualified for this job. But think of how offensive that is. Imagine, and I know it's a silly question. We do this all the time. But you imagine a president or vice president saying, don't worry, we're going to start with the white communities first. And we're going to go down. We're going to help. We're going to send help. But we're going to start with the white people. I mean, the idea that this is appropriate at any time, let alone in this dire moment where these people are just devastated and they got their generator going and they got their TV on and they're just looking for a lifeline and they hear their vice president say, we'll come to get you, but we're going to start in the black neighborhoods. How is that even, how does that not outrage everybody? How is that appropriate? How is that not offensive to everybody? But again, it comes with an asterisk because she's so dumb. She doesn't think things through. I think her staff tries to prepare her, but she doesn't read. She doesn't prepare. She's, she doesn't even want the job, but she thinks this is how a Democrat is supposed to react to everything. That's how they react to any issue. We want to, we want equity, right? She said that the other day, we want equity, equity in, in responding to a hurricane in sending help to devastated taxpayers in a state. It depends on your race. Let's listen to this fool. We are all thinking about the families in Florida, in Puerto Rico, with Fiona, um, in, in, and what we need to do to help them in terms of an immediate response and aid, but also what we need to do to help restore communities and build communities back up in a way that they can be resilient, not to mention adapt to these extreme weather conditions, which are part of the future. Um, on the point that you made about disparities, you know, when I was back when I was 
district attorney of San Francisco. I was elected in 2003. I started one of the first environmental justice units of NEDA's office in the country focused on this issue. And in particular on the disparities, as you have described rightly, which is that it is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and so we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity understanding that we we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity understanding not everyone starts out at the same place and if we want people to be in an equal place sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um and and do that work what a, what a repulsive human being. What an mm. absolute repulsive human being. In the middle, I mean, uh, if this is just theoretical, she's talking to some, you know, group at whatever, Georgetown at, at lunchtime or something. That's one thing. But there are people that were waiting, hoping that someone would come save them, help them, bring them help. They're, they're waiting for someone to assess that this, this pile of rubble that used to be their home and hoping to get an insurance check or maybe get some federal aid. And they have to listen to this woman say, we have to take into account Equity? Equity? It's in a friggin' uh, hurricane. It doesn't care about equity. I mean, you help the people who need help. Hell, it, 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 I, I don't know how it impacts communities of color. But does it choose which neighborhoods to destroy? Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, that, you know, like Sanibel wouldn't qualify as a neighborhood of color. So we do, we just say, you people can wait. We're taking care of wherever, Arcadia. Arcadia, we, 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 you people in Sanibel, you people, you know, you've had, a, you, you have white privilege. You've had everything handed to you. We don't care about you. We're going up, look for communities of color. Just what a, what an absolutely repulsive human being she is. And just a dummy. I mean, even if you think that, is that the time to say it? Just remarkably, just incompetent and heartless and cruel. That's the word cruel to sit there and talk about silly ass, you know, theories of what did she say? Uh, environmental justice. Mm-hmm. You're talking about environmental justice when people are looking for their, you know, loved ones under piles of rubble or looking for their pets and their whole lives are destroyed. And you're talking about environmental justice. Jesus, what a, what a, what an awful human being she is. But I guess uh, uh, she gets a run from her money when it comes to just, flat out cruelty, just heartlessness from her, uh, her boss, her running mate. This story is amazing. Joe Biden, if you missed it, uh, let's see, this story's from uh, Breitbart. President Joe Biden Friday personally called to thank a Coast Guard rescue swimmer who's facing discharge over Biden's vaccine mandate for saving people's lives during the hurricane. The White House publicized the call in a press release and Biden himself bragged about calling the guy, quote, I told him how proud of him I was and thanked him for all the work he and his coasties are doing to save lives. Biden said of his call to aviation survival technician, second class, Zach Loesch or Lash. The White House press release said he thanked Lash and Lieutenant Commander Christopher Hooper for, quote, their heroic work that they and their Coast Guard colleagues have performed during search and rescue operations in response to Hurricane Ian. So they want this guy to be the face of the federal response. Look, there's a federal employee, a Coast Guard uh, rescue swimmer, 
quote, the president thanked them for saving lives and asked for a report on the work that continues to rescue Floridians. He also asked if they needed any additional support that he can provide to accelerate successful rescues. They indicated they have gotten what they need to, uh, uh, to execute their vital mission. Despite Biden thanking Loesch for saving people's lives, Loesch is due to be kicked out of the Coast Guard in 30 to 60 days due to Biden's own mandate that all members of the United States Armed Forces be fully vaccinated. Loesch has submitted a request for religious accommodation as well as an appeal, but both were denied. If I had asked any of the people I saved yesterday if they wanted to come with me, even though I'm unvaccinated, every single one of them would have said yes. He personally pulled out a disabled woman and her husband who were trapped in their back bedroom with a, uh, it says coach, with a couch jammed in the doorway. He kicked through a wall in order to free them. So this is an absolute hero, uh, just the definition of a hero and a uh, tribute to the uh, military, to the Coast Guard, to the federal government. And our president, because of this insane vaccine mandate, is kicking him out of the Coast Guard. And he talks at length about how much he loves the job and he's just bored for this job. And obviously it takes a special kind of person to go down on those, you know, those lines out of choppers, jump in the water, you know, with all your equipment, save lives, saving a disabled woman trapped in her home. And in a month, he's going to get kicked out of the military because he won't get a vaccine that does nothing for someone like him. Again, we talk about athletes, you know, Jovac, Djokovic, and and Kyrie Irving. This here is one of the most fit people on the planet. He's young. He's healthy. I'd love for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Explain why uh, Mr. Loesch, 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 why he needs this experimental jab. Why? What would they say? I mean, well, okay, he won't do it. He doesn't, you know, obviously there's more risk for someone like him to get the jab than not get the jab. He's not going to die from COVID. He might die from myocarditis. So he says, no, thank you. Anyone his age, in his condition, who's still getting the vaccine is crazy. And yet the only reason he would do it is to save his job because we have this illogical, insane mandate still in place. This might be a test. I might, I, you know, even Biden or his team, even, you know, President Ron Klain or Obama or Susan Rice, who's ever calling the shots, they have to think this might be a moment to say, okay, we're done. There's tens of thousands of people across the military, across all the branches who are due to be kicked out of the military. They, none of the branches have met their recruitment goals. I believe Army is down like 25%. They can't recruit guys because the guys they're recruiting are young, healthy, you know, guys generally down south, guys that, you know, or, or have an independent spirit. And they're not into, you know, submission, just for submission's sake. So they're saying, I don't want the jab. I also, I don't want to use, you know, pr- pr- improper pronouns. I don't want, to, you know, I don't want to go to DEI training. I just want to learn to fight and kill and and defend this country or save lives like the Coast Guard. That is going to be a remarkable day. Hopefully the media, some in the media keep track of this, of this hero and uh, find out. I mean, we need to know if he indeed plans to kick this freaking guy out of the military. 
I mean, I'm looking at a picture of just a badass, just a tough guy, just a, you know, uh, what you want, the kind of guy you want defending this country. Zach Loesch, a aviation survival technician, a, a guy who saves lives. He just proved what he can do. And because Biden and Fauci and Harris and everybody is determined to make as much money for Pfizer as possible. They're going to kick them out of the military. It's just, this is a national embarrassment. It should be a national issue. I realize the most of the media won't cover it because it makes Biden look bad, but hopefully some people do. Hopefully the New York post and Fox news and Breitbart continue to track this as he gets kicked out of the military. Truly amazing. But that's, uh, that's our president. That's our federal government in the middle of a hurricane. They're talking about equity and uh, environmental justice and they're planning, plotting to, what if they kicked him out a month ago? Would that old lady stuck in the back bedroom, would she be dead today if they kicked Zach Loesch out of the military last month or the month before when they were kicking people out, when they were starting to kick people out? They're kicking out Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, just the best of the best they're kicking them out because they won't do something that serves no purpose other than to make sure you understand you must submit. You must submit to the, to the regime. You must do what you're told. You must take Pfizer's uh, useless vaccine. You must make more Pfizer billionaires. That's the goal. And uh, Zach Loesch, I mean, I assume when he gets kicked out, he'll get a job, probably a good job somewhere, you know, working for some private company, private security company. He seems like that type of guy, but we're kicking him out. Good way to go. Way to go, Joe. But anyway, let's get to, uh, let's get to Nancy Pelosi. Cause this is, we talk about double standards. Can you imagine a Republican or any, anybody saying we're going to, we're going to do our best to rescue everyone, but we're going to start in the white neighborhoods. <laughs> How about you start where the people need you the most? How about you do that? Kamala, you absolute bubblehead. Uh, but this is a rare moment of candor from Nancy Pelosi. She slipped up and told the truth. She's not happy that we're uh, talking about uh, kicking. We're talking about shipping migrants out of Florida or out of, you know, up north, up to New York or Martha's Vineyard. And she has a problem with it. You know why? Because if you do that, who's going to pick the crops? <laughs> she might as well say who's going to, you know, uh, cut my lawn. Who's going to do my, wash my clothes. You know, who's going to wash, clean my house. This, if this were ever said by Ron DeSantis, if this were ever said by, you know, by, like Donald Trump, I, it probably was said by Donald Trump <laughs> when he sat down with Maggie Haberman, he probably yeah. said this, that's coming out in the book. Yeah. Oh God, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to have trouble getting over this, getting past this. I do like Trump. I will support Trump. But God, what terrible, terrible judgment he has. Anyway, uh, how many how many bottles of wine do you think she's deep in this picture? Look at her. <laughs> I guess what I understand, she's a big vodka drinker. Likes to get it done quick. Oh, okay. But she is. We focus on Biden's deterioration. Don't sleep on Nan. She's 80, 81. We know her husband's a drunk. Yep. We know she's a drunk, and she struggles. She she's not on camera as much, so you don't see it all the time. But this, this is not her struggling just to get the words out. This is her uh, lapse of judgment, I would say. 
actually telling the world we need those immigrants, those illegal immigrants. We need them because who's going to pick the grapes at my vineyard? <laughs> if this was, I don't know, any McGreg Abbott, if this was uh, any Republican, it would be page one, front row, every, all week, every week, until, you know, the guy was you know forced to resign. But let's listen to this Queen Nancy talk about why we need those uh, those people, those 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 dirty uh, those migrants who just came into this country. Uh, we need cheap labor. Period. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, "Why are you shipping these?" Uh, Immigrants uh, up north, we need them to pick the crops down here. We need them to pick the crops. What would, I mean, honestly, what would be different if she said, I need them to to uh, trim my hedges. I need them to clean my house. <laughs> it's the same thing. We need them to pick the crops. Well, uh, I guess she's telling the truth. She's also... Um, She's also suggesting that we do something illegal. You know, it's illegal to hire, hire illegal immigrants. It's illegal. I mean, you pay them, generally you pay them under the table. That's what, you know, they, they do in, you know, typical farm labor and wherever in California. She wants people in Cal uh, Florida, people, farmers, people in agriculture, to break the law. It's just the Speaker of the House. Could you please break the law and hire, hire illegal immigrants to pick your crops? Man, we got, what, four, less than 40 days, I believe, before she loses her job as Speaker, which will be a great day in America. I don't know how everything's going to go on November 8th, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the Republicans will take the House. Not sure by how many. Doesn't matter. She uh, gets the boot as speaker, and I believe she will retire rather than become a lowly backbencher again. She'll retire to Florida, by the way. She has a big mansion on the water, of course, and she's hoping that there'll be plenty of illegal immigrants to work, you know, work the land around her mansion. Uh, and I'm sure there will be because they just keep coming. Got two and a half more years of Biden shipping them in nonstop, but... All right. Uh, there's so much more on this hurricane and on the uh, on the uh, DeSantis response. But it is kind of funny watching them try and hoping, hoping they could come up with something. They had these stories written before Ian hit hit land, before landfall. They they were they were planning on saying that but the DeSantis screwed up somehow, and he didn't. He's been great and. People are responding as we showed that guy on the on the ground talking about how the DeSantis has uh, taken care of his community, which was very hard hit. Uh, but they're not going to stop. They're going to continue. They're going to try to find something he did wrong, some way to hang this around, hope, hoping they can do to him in the aftermath of Ian what they did to Bush after Katrina. Just say, you know, he was slow to respond. He didn't care about this community of color. I don't think, you know, I don't think they're going to pull it off. I don't think it'll work. I think DeSantis is coming out of this stronger than ever. I'm hoping after this week, after this idiotic move of sitting down with Maggie Haberman, I hope that blows up on Trump and, and, and people look at DeSantis and say, we need this guy. He's, he's, he's young. He's got energy. Man, does he have energy? He's just everywhere. I'm not sure when he sleeps. He's everywhere. You have him uh, working the grill at Waffle House. Sometimes, Politicians do this, and I think it looks silly. You know, it looks just like this. 
it, it looks so contrived and obviously it's, a, it's, you know, for the cameras, but, uh, DeSantis looks like he can actually handle him, actually handle himself around the grill. You know, he's making hash browns for, uh, some first responders, I believe. I'm not sure where it is, but I know it's a waffle house and there's lots of those down there, but he was, uh, he was everywhere and, and he does great press conferences. He handles the media. Well, he doesn't, uh, back down. He doesn't apologize. Good luck to uh, the mainstream media on hanging this one around DeSantis because I think he has been spectacular. If you've been following the news closely, you know he's been everywhere. You know he's done all he could. And uh, while 35 people in Lee County is tragic, uh, I'm not sure what the best case scenario was. Obviously, Lots of people are never going to leave. You can't make them leave. You, I mean, not, I don't think you can, you know, drag them out of their house. Some people just don't want to leave and they pay with their lives. Uh, when you see the video of the hurricane hitting, uh, you know, Fort Myers, Sanibel or wherever, don't you say, weren't you initially thinking there's going to be like thousands dead? I mean, it just seemed like uh, it, it was just the, the worst hurricane I've ever seen on video. And it looked like there was going to be many, many more casualties than there was, than there were. And uh, that's a tribute to uh, DeSantis. I'm just going to say DeSantis and his team were spectacular. But uh, we'll be watching. We'll be waiting for more of uh, their attempts to bring him down. But uh, let's move on. Let me do Shay, and then we will move on. We got uh, the latest from Antonio Brown, the biggest asshole in America of uh, – uh, I've come to the conclusion. He, uh, it, I cannot believe Tom Brady let this guy live in his house. You think he was doing this around Brady's kids, around Giselle? I wouldn't put it past him. He is just a really, really bad guy. And we'll get to the season premiere of SNL and uh, a wild day in the NFL. But uh, first, first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. Let me tell you what Shake could do for you this fall. This is a Great idea. You want to do your home and pro- home improvement project this fall? Couldn't be easier. Get yourself some shake concrete precast concrete steps installed in your home. Whether you're building a new home or remodeling an, or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can remove the old stairs and have, a, have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking front entrance that will add value to your home. This is an investment, not an expense. This is going to improve the value of your home. Uh, with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll be walking up your brand new front entrance. All the neighbors will be jealous. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, this, this, I'm not sure how Brittany Griner ends up in a Russian prison for 10 years and Antonio Brown walks free. You tell me which offense was worse, a little cannabis oil and you carry on. I realize that was a bad judgment and a, a stupid mistake, but uh, Brittany Griner's been sentenced to a decade in the gulag 
And uh, Antonio Brown is in Dubai. If this were in Florida or wherever in Vegas, it's bad enough. But when I saw this, my instinct is he did it in front of people. He did it on camera and he walked free. He was in Dubai, if you missed it, for uh, Floyd Mayweather's fight. And uh, I guess he was performing. He was doing one of his rap songs because we know he's a big rapper, hip hop artist now. He was uh, he was performing while Floyd walked to the ring. Okay, this is amazing that he walked out away with this. He's in the pool. He's literally grabbing a woman. And this is just, I don't know if some strange woman or if he, he knew her. It's not his wife. Uh, she was uh, obviously offended. He's like, takes his bathing suit off and he puts his ass in her face and then he grabs her. So he's still naked and he's grabbing her and, and like lifting her up and throwing her in the water. Then, then uh, he pulls his penis out of the water and like shows it off. This gets you arrested. Would you agree in Vegas or in LA or in, in, in wherever in, in New York, oh, I mean, yeah. Florida, this gets you arrested in America. He's in Dubai. I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who went to Dubai on a layover. They were heading to the far East and she said they were in the bar and they got a drink and they uh, had a glass of wine. It was late. So they were heading up to their room, really nice hotel. And they start walking the elevator and some plain clothes, you know, secret servant agent steps in front of them and says, no, ma'am. What? And she's like, what? You're not allowed to take a glass of wine to your room. It's illegal to drink for people who live there, but not for uh, tourists. Obviously they want tourists. They want Americans. So they allow them to drink. It's just very strictly regulated, like lots of things. And yet Antonio Brown can wave his dick around a pool where a bunch of people were sitting around the pool getting ready for Floyd Mayweather's fight. And he's taken his bath. His defense was she took his bathing suit and, and took off with it. Now, anyone buying that, that this woman took his bathing suit and took off and left him naked. I'm not sure how that excuses him from sticking his ass in her face or playing with his, his, his junk in front of people. But he walked free. Maybe, maybe they'll put out a, may, do we have an extradition agreement with Dubai and we could send him back to face charges? Cause that's a guy that that's, I wanted one of those medieval, you know, criminal justice systems. You, normally you sit those like in Iran, they just killed a woman for having no headscarf on. Seems a little bit harsh, right? Wouldn't it be great if we, he got arrested for this and had sentenced to like 20 years <laughs> and everyone was like, Holy crap. Uh, Antonio Brown is going away for a long time for doing that. But again, that's much worse than what Brittany Griner did, but he's just such a bad guy, such a bad person. I can't help but think two things. Every time I see him act up like this, a Mike Tomlin is a great, great football coach. Mike Tomlin had this guy for how many years? Check that for me. How many years was in Pittsburgh? And he was he was leading the league in catches and yards. He was great. And you never knew he was this kind of scumbag. You just didn't know. I mean, he once videotaped and posted it on uh, was Instagram or Snapchat that back then, one of Tomlin's postgame speeches, and he got in trouble for that. And that was like the worst thing he did. We didn't know he was such a bad guy. Secondly, what Tom Brady, he, he's, he judges people. He's almost as bad as uh, Trump when it comes to judging character. Can you imagine letting him live in your house? He was in Pittsburgh for nine years and Tomlin kept him in check. That could be the greatest coaching accomplishment I've ever heard until, you know, until 
Bill Belichick almost beat the Packers in Green Bay with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. But we will get to that. We will get to that. Let me do the uh, no extradition, season. by the way. What's that? No extradition there. Uh, too bad. Too bad. And I'm sure, you know, he'll never go back. Maybe that woman will sue him. She looked, uh, she looked like a tourist. Maybe she's an American, but he's blaming her. Say she took his bathing. So she took it off your body and took off with it. That's, that's not flying. Well, not with me at least, but, uh, what a scumbag. What an absolute scumbag he is. I mean, we've gone through the list of him, you know, it's just, Dumb stuff. It's like farting in the doctor's face and not paying the moving men and not tipping people and treating masseuses like crap. He's just a real, real piece of garbage. Uh, but uh, speaking of pieces of garbage, as you know, I hate watch SNL. It used to be one of the greatest shows. It used to be appointment viewing. And now I watch it. Generally, I record it and watch it the next day just to see what I missed. But uh, And I became fascinated in recent years by how bad it is. And it's uh, and so and a lot of people agree it's very political. As uh, Rob uh, Schneider said, the day uh, Kate McKinnon imitated uh, Hillary Clinton and sang "Hallelujah" after Hillary lost and cried, and there was no humor, no punchline. That's the day the show died. That's the day SNL, as we knew it, officially passed on. And Schneider's right. That was so embarrassing, so uncomfortable. Everything uh, Kate McKinnon did was terrible. So they, they got rid of her. They fired her and a, half the staff got, got blown out because the show was so bad the last couple of years. So I'm watching and I'm saying they must be, it, it must get improved. There must be, a, 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 they must drop some of the politics. They must try to play it straight. They must try to return to their roots. So I say, I'm going to watch new cast. Like half the cast is new, including What's her name? Meat Brick? Meat Brick, yeah. They, meat them, Brick. Meat Brick. She didn't do anything. I I, mean, I was telling my wife, I'm like this first non-binary, and like most people, my wife's like, what's that mean again? I mean, it means you call her they. I don't know what else it means. It's a woman, big fat woman. We played some of her stand-up the other day. She could be the worst comedian ever to take a stage, ever, and I include Ironhead in this. Mm-hmm. She's the worst comedian I've ever seen on stage. I only saw whatever it was, five minutes. She's so bad, but... She's non-binary, so she had a she had an in, she had an edge, and they hired her. And she was like in the audience once or twice, but she wasn't part of anything that I saw. And they had a new guy who was uh, had a big skit on uh, the weekend update, and he was terrible. I mean, the cast looks terrible, the show looks terrible. Uh, Kendrick Lamar was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not. Uh, are you a Kendrick Lamar fan, Ironhead? Because uh, uh, I missed it, man. I missed. I, 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 don't really see the appeal. I don't know. I might know some of his songs if somebody told me what they were, but I couldn't tell you one off the top of my head. So I guess not. I'd go. It with was them. terrible. Anyway, uh, however, I have to hand it to him. They had the single best imitation I've ever seen by anyone. It was remarkable. I couldn't. I was in awe. It was in the open, and I understand why they did. They didn't open where the Manning cast, Peyton and Eli, and I've talked about this, you and I have talked about Monday Night Football, the Manning cast, it's great. It's a great show, great idea. So they decide to have the Manning cast like evaluate, analyze the show. And not only was it pretty funny, because they made fun of like the new cast members and they talked about you know Kate McKinnon being gone and things like that. But the imitation 
that Miles Teller does of Peyton Manning was remarkable. He got, he looks like him. He sounds like him. The mannerisms, just the facial expressions. I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching. I said, I guess you have Miles Teller as your guest host. And he tells you, I don't even know how this works. He says, you know what I can do? I can do Peyton Manning. And they build the skit around him and his imitation because I'm not sure how many SNL fans even know about the Manning cast. It's just, I, I saw the numbers of the ratings and they're remarkably low. There were like a million viewers of Manning cast and like 10 million of the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman broadcast on ESPN. So most people aren't turning over to watch the Mannings. I am, and I will continue to because they were great, but it doesn't seem like it has broad appeal, but it, doesn't matter because his imitation of Peyton is so good. They had to shoehorn it in there and then they bring in John Hamm and he's good too. And this was a good cold open or whatever you call it. Good opening skit. It went downhill from there, but I could not believe how good Miles Teller was. Can we watch some of this or hear some of this? Cause he's so, I, I didn't even know who it was at first. I'm like, whoever that is, is just amazing. And then I realized it's the guy from Top Gun. He, he was He's got this down, man. I, and I assume we're going to hear Peyton Manning. He'll react to it maybe tonight. Is he, I don't even know. Is he on tonight? I know they don't. They do 10, 10 Monday nights. But I'll be curious. And the guy who does Eli is not bad either. They kind of got this thing down, man. Maybe they'll do it every – well, they can't do it every week because it's a guest host. But can we watch some of Miles Teller as Peyton? Hey, everybody. I'm Peyton Manning. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> Manning, his brother. Yeah, I think they know we're brothers because it's the same last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this is our Manning cast where we do live analysis of what's already playing on TV. Normally, we do it during Monday Night Football. Yeah, but tonight's not Monday. It's Saturday. Great insight, Eli. Yeah, so instead of football, uh, we decided to check out the season premiere of SNL. There are a lot of changes at the show, which could be exciting. Let's see what they spent the entire summer coming up with. Okay, we got an establishing shot of Mar-a-Lago. Oh, good. Trump sketch. Way to mix it up. <laughs> Mr. President, as your lawyer, I don't think we should be hiding during a hurricane. Actually, it's the safest place I've been in two years. There's no lawyers, no FBI. I'm in my happy place. Okay, not bad. <laughs> Few guests wanted to say hello, Mr. President. Please call me current president. <laughs> Why are guests visiting during a hurricane? All right, now it looks like we got a rookie leading a senior cast member into the room. Probably gonna run a simple right this way, ma'am. Right this way, ma'am. <laughs> Telegraphed it. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't close the door behind him. Now he now, now he's trying to fix it. The new guy's fully panicking. He's just staring in the camera. Oh God. And you know what? That might be the only time we see him tonight. Let's see what Heidi's got. She's never let me down. Sir, the governor of South Dakota is here. Hello, I'm Governor Christy Nome, and I want to take your abortion rights. <laughs> and she let me down. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, they should do this every week because they do criticize. Well, obviously, that's terrible. Obviously, it's it's forced in there. They they did a Trump. They have a Trump again this week. That guy, and no Biden, no Biden. Biden is a walking comedy sketch. 
Everyone around him is so lampoonable. Again, there is no Hunter Biden character. By the way, there's a Donald Trump Jr. He comes in with a with a life jacket on. It's stupid. The skit, the sketch, like most of them, absolutely bombed. But the thing reason this worked is because you had Peyton Manning and Eli Manning criticizing it. It was a great idea, great execution. But once those guys, or once Miles Teller is done, I'm not sure where you go. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> uh, but but that was good. That was really good. And maybe he'll be like Alec Baldwin. Maybe he lives in New York and he can pop in every couple of weeks and do Peyton Manning because, man, he was good. That would be great if they had a Manning cast during SNL. Like, I don't even care if it was actually them, just someone pointing out what sucks about it. <laughs> that was broadcast on television. What they would normally do, have Christy Nome visiting the White House, and you're going, what? All they care about, they did Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Green again. Like these, you know, fairly, you know, like these Congress people from Georgia. They don't do Hunter Biden. Don't do Joe Biden. Don't do Kamala Harris. They do Marjorie Taylor Green, And they pretended, they took a couple, made a couple jokes about Biden, calling out the dead woman there, Jackie Walarski. They made a couple of Biden jokes, but that's just for a little balance. But mostly they focused on their enemies, you know, Trump and the, and the MAGA people. But all right, let's do it. Let's move on to our NFL. I am rolling still. I went three and one. I'm seven and one the last two weeks, almost back to 500. And, uh, and uh, unfortunately, Ironhead's... Uh, Kids are going to go without lunch this week. <laughs> I think it's more impressive what I'm doing than what you're doing. I would agree. You're just getting everything wrong. But I feel like, I mean, obviously I've seen every game that Bill Belichick has coached in New England. I have never been more shocked. And I've seen upsets. I saw them you know, knock off the Rams in the Super Bowl when he just coached his ass off. And I know after this game, a lot of people were criticizing the coaching. Uh, Portnoy went on some crazy rant about how they had no balls and they was pussy coaching. I find it difficult. And I love blaming the coaches. I love calling coaches pussies when it's ap- applicable. But I have trouble blaming the coach when they went to overtime at Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers with their third string quarterback when they were double digit underdogs. They did what they did was didn't force their rookie QB Bailey Zappi to do too much because they didn't have a lot of confidence in him. And I can understand why he didn't look that comfortable. I realized he went, what he threw, you know, 15, what he, uh, he threw for 99 yards. He, uh, I mean, he did, he, he didn't throw any picks. He had a higher rating than Aaron Rodgers. He threw, he was 10 for 15 but that's because they didn't put him in any difficult situations. They didn't take any chances, dumb chances. Uh, they, they ran the ball. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They did everything they could. It was kind of like that Super Bowl, the Rams. They, they, they were not the better team, but they played their asses off. They, they coached their asses off, and they went to overtime. And they're facing fourth and five in midfield in overtime, and everyone, you know, the Twitter versus screaming, you got to go for it. And, you know, maybe obviously it didn't work out. They punted Rod Rogers got the ball marched down and won them the game by three within overtime with a field goal in overtime. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll blame Belichick next week. Uh, I don't know how, how many games you're going to win with Bailey Zappi. They have some winnable games. That's for sure. Uh, and they could go on a little roll and they're a, a damn good one and three team, but 
Um, I'm not going to blame them for playing conservatively because I don't think they have a lot of confidence in this quarterback. But that's um, me. Bailey Zappi um, went 10 of 15 for 99 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I just said that. But uh, oh, sorry. I never got the answer to my big question this game. I never got my answer. What was with Aaron Rodgers' hair? Did he did he convert? Is he an Orthodox Jew now or something? What is with the things it was the there. hair hanging down the side? Yeah, he would he he shaved like the side of his head and left the top long, almost like a weirdo mullet, uh, mohawk and type deal. Did we see him without a hat on or a helmet on? Because I didn't. I can find it. Hold on. I mean, he must look pretty stupid, but. Uh, you know, they, 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 he was, he was confused at times. Belichick and, uh, uh, Steve Belichick, I guess, did a, did a pretty good job of, uh, coaching up his defense and giving him some looks he didn't expect. He made some, I mean, there was that, that when he turned and he threw it, the running back's feet, it was like third and two. And it just, he looked off what, what Belichick and then his defense did was confuse Aaron Rodgers at times more than I expected. And he uh, threw that pick six, which was embarrassing. It's not something you expect to see from Aaron Rodgers. You know what? They had a shot. They had a chance. And I was shocked. Walk. It was riveting. I thought it was very entertaining because it was so shocking that you almost beat the Packers in Green Bay with this kid from Western Kentucky via whatever it was, Houston Baptist or wherever. I mean, he kept hearing his story. But I don't think you're going to see a star born. I don't think with – as long as Mac Jones is out and and, uh, and Brian Hoyer is out, I don't think Bailey uh, Zappi is going to emerge as a star. But we'll see. Uh, I was certainly wrong about this game. That's the only game we've gotten wrong in the last two weeks, but I was so wrong. I did not expect that kind of fight. What the hell is he doing? What is that? That's Aaron Rodgers' head? I think it, I think this, it just like the- parted weird or something. I know he's doing acid now, dropping acid now for, you know, therapy. Right. Maybe this is the result. Maybe this is what he did after he took his last hit of uh, Awalusa or whatever that stuff is called. But uh, <laughs> Ayahuasca. Um, last night, it was, it was a great, at least a great. I watched Red Zone for the first few hours, and then I watched the Patriots, and then the Pack, I mean, then the uh, uh, Bucks hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh Man, I know those power rankings will probably put the Eagles at the top, but they're undefeated. But the Chiefs right now are the best team in football. They went against the best defense and just toyed with them. Patrick Mahomes, when he's on, is the most entertaining thing in sports. Maybe maybe Steph Curry, when he gets hot, is up there. But there is nothing like Patrick Mahomes when he's in a groove, settling in, and Andy Reid's offense why don't other NFL teams, why don't they take the, the goal line offense from the Chiefs and say, we're going to do this? I mean, when they took the tight end in motion and and Mahomes is pointing to his left and yelling and the tight end stops under center, takes the snap and runs a QB sneak, and he's in the end zone easily, I'm saying, why doesn't every team do that? I mean, they have so many looks and so many moves and so many of those shuffle passes. And the pass he threw when he scrambled to his right, got to the line of scrimmage and flipped it into the end zone was just so entertaining. I love watching uh, Mahomes play. And Brady was pretty damn good, by the way. Brady was 125-4 and four when scoring 31 points in his career. 125-4. and four. He's now 125-5. and five. He, threw, uh, he threw for 370 yards, 70% completion, no picks, and got blown out. 
and he did. They got blown yeah. out. I realized it was 41-31. The Tampa Bay defense had given up 27 points on the season, and they gave up 41. But the big story, there's two big stories. Cameron Braith, the tight end, got concussed and went back in the game. So we have to have that to, to, to talk about. More flaws in the concussion protocol. And Giselle was nowhere to be found. Bigger. This is bigger. Obviously, this is a big story. I know the you know like TMZs and Daily Mail are are all over this, but uh, all these uh, I think uh, they're reporting that they're living separate lives now, which is amazing. They look so happy together, and now there's trouble in paradise. But none of his kids nor his wife was at the game in Tampa, and maybe it's whatever hurricane related, maybe maybe not. But Tom Brady, imagine he he starts playing the field. And he starts dating and one day he's with Bella Hadid and the next day he's with a Kardashian. And that could be like the mother load for TMZ to be following Tom Brady, a single, a divorced Tom Brady around. But if he, we'll if, he see. if he goes with a uh, Kardashian, I'll never defend him again. Why? What if it's uh, Kim? Because he's She's not the hottest he, one. She is, but he's not that stupid. He can't be. I can't. I can't in my well, head imagine that. Being he that he was with Tara Reid once upon a time. She's insane. But, but he was he was young and stupid back then. I understand that he was a young. He was like twenty two. He should go. He should do like Tiger Woods. His bounce back woman should be someone plain looking. I'm trying to be nice here. <laughs> Tiger Woods' new girlfriend is like four feet tall. She looks yeah. just like plain Jane. Looks like someone you'd see at the Waffle House. You know, not the waitress or Perkins. <clears throat> Brady should do that. He should date. He should date an elementary school teacher. You know, from from uh, I don't know somewhere in uh, uh, Florida. Some uh, date some nurse that nobody's ever heard of. That's what he should do. Imagine getting all that work done on your face, and then the world's top supermodel ends up leaving you anyway. <laughs> See ya. What a divorce settlement that'll be. That'll cool. be like bigger than you know Mick Jagger, Tom Brady, and Giselle getting divorced. But, well, he'll uh, make he'll make money in the divorce. I thought he was gonna get. I thought he was hurt when he got hit on that blitz from his right side. He should have seen it coming. Usually he does. That's something that happens to like Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky when they you got a. Uh, coming from your front side and he didn't see it and he got hit as he was throwing and he kept on playing with his shoulder, rubbing his shoulder. I said, uh-oh, this crazy day in the NFL is going to be capped off with an injury to Brady. Fin you know, he's going to finally show his age, but he didn't. He came out and, I mean, he threw 20, what, 26, 27 straight passes. They just abandoned the run. He kept throwing and he, you know, he put up 31. He put up you know, almost 400 yards he was pretty damn good in defeat, but Mahomes was better. Andy Reid had a great game calling plays. The Chiefs are a force. They play the Bills. Is that this week or next week? Bills Bills at Chiefs. That's a great one. But mm. We'll get to that. Well, that'll be part of our Thursday picks. Maybe. You never know. Cause, uh, no, we'll probably get like the Browns versus the Panthers again. <laughs> right, right. Oh, Giants. Wants to pick. Anyway. All right. Before we go, I want to throw this... Uh, this tweet up about uh, one of Angelina and Jolie, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's kids. Uh, I'm pretty sure adopted. Aren't they all their kids adopted? Anyway, uh, but uh, do you have that tweet? Because it's, uh, it's, it's, <sighs> check this out. 
And uh, we've talked a lot about the transgender trend, the craze to get kids, get them in these clinics, get them in Boston Children's Hospital where they could be put on medication, where they could get surgery, where they could change their sex. And how insane that is for children, for 13 or 15 or 16-year-old children to have their, their bodies operated on, surgeries because they're confused about gender, how you just don't tell them. You know, you can make that decision when you're an adult right now. You know, you can get counseling. You can wear whatever clothes or whatever, call yourself whatever you want, but we're not going to cut you open. Anyway, this is a tweet about Angelina Jolie's daughter. Her name was Shiloh. She changed it to John for a few years and became a male in her mind, dressed like a boy, you know, was transgender. Now she's back to being Shiloh. And by the way, a beautiful young woman. There she is on the right. She's, uh, you know, had a phase, had a tough phase. Thank God, Angelina Jolie and uh, Brad Pitt, If I don't even know if he was around, but thank God they didn't take her to uh, Boston Children's or the Vanderbilt Hospital, uh, University Hospital, where they might have been told the solution here is to... <sighs> is to hack the flesh off your arm and make a penis. Well, Didn't do that. It's nice Didn't seeing them actually let it breathe and play out because she's only 16 years old. And if they were like, yeah, screw it, go to children's and she'll, she'll cut it she's off. She's 16 crap. now. Yeah. Right. So she was like 10 or 11 when she went through this phase. Mm -hmm. And in lots of cases, they bring them into the clinic and everybody in the clinic has a vested interest in getting them on the operating table, getting them on drugs, getting them on puberty blockers, they don't say, you know, you know what, give it some time, you know, come back when you're older. They don't, they, they want to perform these, these services, these surgeries. And in this case, thank God they didn't. The kid made it through, had a tough phase, had a confusion. And now she's a uh, beautiful 16 year old. That's the best example I've seen lately. Why you don't break out the scalpel and start hacking away at uh, confused young kids. But mm. Anyway, we will leave it there for today. Anything else I missed, Ironhead? I know we have lots of stuff on the list. It is a Monday. You missed the boys. but uh, Or bros. What? The uh, bros. Oh, the, the bros. Yeah, we'll get to that. The bros. If you didn't go see bros, the uh, new movie about gay, whatever, I don't know, gay theme movie, the star Billy Eichner says, you are a homophobic weirdo. Is that what he says? Yeah, homophobic weirdo. If you didn't go see his movie, it absolutely tanked at the box office. Um, and, uh, here's the, uh, it took in 4.8 million, a dismal showing according to Hollywood reporter. And he says, quote, everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see bros tonight. And he brags about how it got good reviews and, and, uh, good, uh, he's a special and uniquely powerful to see this particular story on a big screen, especially for queer folks who don't get the opportunity often. This is the star and the writer, and he's a little bitter because people didn't rush to the movie theaters and he said it's, it's because of homophobia. Well, lots of gay-themed movies like Philadelphia and uh, the Dallas Buyers Club have done quite well at the box office. Maybe your movie just sucks, Billy Eichner, but go ahead, blame the homophobic weirdos because you bombed. But I, why don't you go see that, Ironhead? Give me a full review, all right? I want to know how it is, and I just... Uh, I didn't think the trailer looked that terrible, to be honest, when I saw it. Really? Good, yeah. good. That's your job. Go see it whenever it comes out. Go see it when it's uh, on demand. Give me a full review. I have no interest. Like, I had no interest in seeing Brokeback Mountain, either. 
Uh, but, you know, I guess that makes me a homophobic weirdo because I don't want to see Billy Eichner's movie. Uh, but anyway, maybe maybe one of our uh, one of our uh, commenters here, maybe one of these guys can go see it and give us a full review. But we will leave it there for now. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening and uh, commenting. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.